Well, welcome to Faith and Barbells. My name is Brian Thomas Knight. It is good to be back in, as Jim Rome would call it, the jungle, baby. What's up? Hope everybody's doing good, good, good. If you're listening in, welcome to the podcast. If it's your first time, welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back to the dungeon, the Thunderdome, where reality is still reality. <laughs> yeah, you know me, I'm on that CFO. CFO. So, it's a good day in the neighborhood. It's definitely a good day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? Won't you be mine? Man, I've been playing PUBG, bro. You out there? Are you PUBGers? I've been having a good time with it, too. Good time. Man. Everybody starts out. It's kind of like Fortnite. If you are a video gamer. If not, well, you can follow along. Basically, it's a battle royale. 100 people show up on a map. Everybody drops in from a moving object. Um, in PUBG, you're using a, C, um, a big giant C4, I think. A uh, cargo plane. You drop in on a parachute. You land in an area. You look for a gun. Look for weapons. It's pretty great. Winner take all. First one to... Um, the, the the if you're alive at the end you win that's pretty much it 100 against 100 and the goal is to survive find the best helmet vest gun scope knife backpack energy drink painkillers ammo everything it's pretty fun for all you gun gun um haters you'd love this game <laughs> love it yeah, so it's a big topic right now, guns, man. Pro-gun, anti-gun. What are you? Are you pro-gun? Are you anti-gun? Well, that's the word. I'm I'm definitely pro-gun. I mean, they didn't... Like, the founders didn't put... Uh, look, regardless of what the founding fathers say, regardless of what the actually... Regardless of what they wrote in our, our um, regardless of what they wrote in our document, our founding fathers uh, wrote in the document, the United States Constitution, I mean amendments. Regardless of that, I have, I have a God-given right to protect my family. At any cost. By any means. Well, well, Ben, I can't believe you're going to put the risk. No, no. Are you listening to me? We have the right as a person, as a human. I don't care what, what color you are. Black, white, brown, green, yellow, red, orange, blue, whatever. You have the right to, first of all, protect yourself and your family at all costs, at whatever means. Well, I need to pray about it, brother. No, you don't. That's given to you by the Creator, Yahweh, Elohim. The first and the last. There's no discussion. There's no human rights violation. If you break in to my house, if you try to stop me on the road, if you try to mug me in the street and my family and my or myself, 
There, I am not going to stand by and let that happen. Hello? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Anyone? That's right. I'm not standing by and letting that happen. I'll tell you right now. I tell you right now, you're gonna you're gonna be hurting, and you're not getting back up. That's just bottom line. The bottom line is, you're not getting back up. So be warned, muggers, rapists, offenders, and after all, guys, think about this: all you people out there who are claiming political asylum or whatever whatever you're claiming about gun rights and should I should people allow be allowed to have semi-automatic guns or military style weapons what are you going to do when the bad man comes for you right there's two main reasons to own a weapon like a gun And there's one big reason to not ha- to to take those away. We'll get into that in a few minutes. What a good segue. This will be right into the book of Revelation chapter 1. The end times. Dun 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 dun. Ah. <laughs> but seriously, folks. Man, you don't know if this is a 21st century. Nobody needs a gun. We're civilized people. (laughs) Well, let's just look in um, the statistics of Chicago right now. Excuse me while I eat a little chunk of seafoam. Oh, you know, what? Brian, you have the internet? I do. Um... Let's just search Google. 2018 Chicago murders by the gun. How many were they? Oh, there was a lot. Quite a few. Quite a few murders. Not good, man. Not good. USA Today reports that Chicago um, police officials in the nation's third largest city are expressing cautious optimism. But they're turning the corner and reducing the scourge of gun violence that's accounted for for 1,400 slayings in Chicago during the past two... What? Hold on. Rewind. Y'all remember the rewind button back in the day? You have to push it down. Like, it was like a little flat pad, a little flat surface, and it actually went down like 45 degrees and it stuck in. That's how I would rewind. And then you hit stop. And then you hit play again. Welcome to the broadcast. Or whatever. Or it would be like Journey. Or, uh, <laughs> still loving you. Or whatever. That's old, man. The tape. I had tapes. I, I I cut my teeth listening to, to ministers of the gospel on tapes. For, let's repeat. 1,400 slings in Chicago. That's quite a few. That is... That's 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 larger since, than some cities in San Antonio... Excuse me. San, in the United States. Especially in Texas. In rural United States. 1,400. They're dead. All of them gone, man. In the ground. Over some petty bull. Petty nonsense. What? He, He took my money. He tried to get my girl. He wouldn't pay me my... Whatever. It was a drug deal gone bad. Or whatever, man. Whatever it is. I don't know. Something. Some kind of crime was trying to hap- about to happen. Or some kind of disagreement. Either way. Wasn't worth it. But what about, what about all the police brutality, my man? What about all those 
cops trying to kill people, especially the black people or the minority people. They're so evil. (laughs) Come on. Man, do a little. Turn off the CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and do your own research. Right? I've been reading this wonderful book called The Quest for Cosmic Justice by Thomas Sowell. Man is amazing. He clearly documents the fact that that is not the case. There is not. There is not some war against black people in the police department. I can't believe you're saying this. You don't live that life. Well, I'm just telling you what other people are saying who study this and not the emotionally charged I can't believe I can't believe this I can't believe this happening I can't if we do people are going to die everybody's dying and more people are going to be dead and we're going to be gone black people are going to be eradicated from the earth it's a bunch of bull crap it's an emotional game look individual responsible individual responsibility is real not Identity politics. I, not grouping people in classes of pe- races of people. That's racism. When you say all people think this way, all people live this way, all people act this way, that is not true. We are, for a, the most part, products of not only our culture, but where we come from, who our parents were, Right? And our surroundings. Don't tell me that there's not successful minorities. Look at the Asian culture. Top in their class in education. Top earners in life. High executive holding offices in the public world. That that doesn't make sense. If society's against them And the white man, yes, I said it, is putting them down. Look, there are problems here and there. I totally agree. And racism is evil. Yes, it is. And so is looking at someone and judging that person by what they look like, period. Whether it's white, whether they're black, whether they're brown, whether they're dark, whether they're light-skinned, whatever. That's evil and that's wrong. But saying that furthers identity politics, identity racism. And we are individuals. I don't know how I got off on this, but let's go with it. We are individuals. We are individuals. Why are there successful individual minority people? They've broken out of the mold. And they've 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 come to their senses, or they've given they've been given freedom just because the powers that be are wanting one or two people from their society to to rule to shut them up. Man, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Conspiracy one hundred and one. Believe everything that you hear. The Earth is flat. The Earth is not round and the stars are little tiny crystals in the sky reflecting off the sun which is only 3,000 miles away (laughs) bro flat earth anyway welcome to episode 40 yeah where we get this part of star i hope you made i hope you're still here in 14 minutes into the podcast and uh i've pretty much just been blabbing on about some fun fun topics what I wanted to start is a series on the book of Revelation. The only book in the Bible where you are promised to be blessed if you read it. That's pretty That's pretty good. That's pretty awesome, actually. That's pretty awesome. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you that you have you sent. We just celebrated your, your resurrection. In fact, today, yesterday. Today is... April the 2nd, and we just celebrated your resurrection yesterday, April the 1st. Lord, we love you. We just thank you that, you know, 
you are the king of kings and you've given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. You you just I pray for the minds of our our listeners and myself. I agree with their faith. Lord, uh, stretch your faith out with your spirit, man. Stretch it out and say, yes, revelation will flow in Jesus' name and we will get what you have for us, Lord, in the book of Revelation. Father, thank you for sending Jesus and giving us a new covenant and new life in Christ. Amen. In Jesus' name, we just pray this and we just call it done. Praise God. Let's, let's, let's read. Ready? If you have your Bibles, Revelation chapter 1. Notice I didn't say Revelations. A lot of times people say that. In the book of Revelations, chapter 3, there's no book of Revelations. Verse 1. Ready? If you're in there, let's read it together. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants. Things which must shortly take place. And he sent, signed, I mean, signified it by his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and to those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it. For the time is near. So let's repeat that. Blessed is he who reads those things and hears the words of the prophecy and keeps those things which are written in it. I'm, I, I claim that. And I claim that over your life. Blessed. You're blessed. If you hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are in it. Well, praise God, we are blessed. Verse 4, uh, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus, the anointed one, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, praise God, and the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Praise God. Did you hear that? He loved us and he washed us with his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his, to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, look, coming is he with clouds and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. Jesus saying in verse 8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. <laughs> that gives me chills. God is, he was, and he is to come. Man, that's amazing. To even be able to claim that statement, to be able to say, I, ra I was raised from the dead by the Father. Not by might nor by power, but by, by the Spirit of God. Verse 9, he says, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ, I was in the Spirit on, uh, on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me, a loud voice as a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Let's set the scene. Set, set the scene. Praise God. You got to do this, man. When you're reading the Word of God, you got to set the scene. John on the island. Right? Just praising God. Praying in the Spirit of God. Just listening to this voice of God. And all of a sudden... I am the Alpha and the Omega. I, the first and the last. What you see, write it in a book. Send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. To Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Man! <laughs> 
Woo! That gives me chills right there. That, that would be amazing. That would be... Mm. Can you see that? This is booming voice like a trumpet. Picture that. <laughs> Would well, wake you up, that's for sure, wouldn't it? He says, he says, write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches. And then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. Having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man. Seven lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, the, the, the King of Kings standing there clothed with a garment down to the feet and girt about the chest with a golden band his head and hair were like were white like wool they weren't wool by the way i just want you to know all you guys out they were not, his hair is not woolly it's white like wool let's see what uh let's see they amplified he says, uh, his head and hair were white, like white wool. <laughs> Praise God. I just wanted to bring that up. You know what I mean? As white as snow. Okay, verse 14. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet. Like fine brass as it refined in a furnace. His voice is the sounds of many waters. I don't know if you've heard waters before. Like many waters. Running or flowing in, in a river or the ocean. But. Um, it's loud. Powerful. Very powerful. Think about it. Booming. <laughs> That's it, man. I mean, that's powerful. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a two-edged sword, sharp two-edged sword. His countenance was like the sun shining in his strength. Interesting way to say that. His countenance was like the sun shining in its strength, man. The bright, strong sun just beaming from his face, beaming from his smile, from his, his, uh, from the honor and the glory and the confidence, right? Just booming from him. And when I saw him, I fell. I bet he did. I fell at his feet as dead. Are you kidding? We're talking about the Lamb of God. The King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. The bright and morning star. Whoa. But he laid his right hand on me. Man, what a kind, gentle, commanding leader he says do not be afraid i am the first and the last i am he who lives was dead and look i am alive forevermore amen and i have the keys of hell or hades and of death write the things which you see you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. The mystery 
of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. Man, praise God. Look at that. Look what he says up here. He says, and I saw, in verse 12, seven golden lampstands, and in the midst, in the middle, praise God, in the right surrounding dead center, in the, the uh, vicinity of these seven golden lampstands stood one like the sun of man, clothed with a garment down to his feet, gird about with chest and with a golden band, ready for war, ready for glory. Whatever it is, he's ready to battle and to, to fix and to heal and to deliver right in the midst of these seven churches. And that's us, man. That's, that's you and I. We're the seven churches. Glory to God. We are the church. And one of these churches, and we'll get into this, represents the church that, you are, that you're in, that you're part of, that you're doing life with, that you're going forward with, that you're, you're standing in faith with. You've got to stand somehow in, in faith. You have to look forward for the, to the things um, that God has for you. You have to believe for, for change and for growth and for hope. God is not a retractor of things. He doesn't, he does, okay, Jesus might have a bit, um, it might have looked bad when he died on the cross. Let me, re, re, let me restate that. When Jesus gave up his ghost, when he, when he gave his spirit up, when he put himself on the cross, sacrificed himself. Remember, if you remember, we should go there and do a recount. In the garden, <laughs> they came to Jesus. In the garden of, of uh, Gethsemane, when he was about to be arrested. Uh, the centurion soldier said to him, I seek the one Jesus. And out of that love, out of that sure word that he is, out of that, the pure love of God, knowing what he was about to do was the ultimate prize, the ultimate gift in that garden, the ultimate, most powerful offering, the most powerful act that had ever been done was about to take place. And he was ready for it. He had just had a moment of, of, of giving over his 100% will again. He, he had been practicing, practicing giving over his will. He had been using his, the, his own word to ready himself for this moment. All along he had been prophesying that he will die and rise the third day. And here it comes. The centurion man says... Where is this Jesus? I seek him. And Jesus looks at him and says, I am he. Boom! Everybody falls over. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. All the way to the ground. Oh, man. Glory to God. That's a pretty powerful statement. Right? Powerful. John 18. <laughs> John 18. And um, so, verse 6. So, when, when, um, when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. And therefore, again, they, he asked them, whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus, the Nazarene. I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these go their way to fulfill the word which spoke. Of those who you have given me, the law, I lost not one. Simon Peter then having drew a sword. And that's when he struck the man, the priest. He cut his ear off. 
But but uh, he said, so Jesus, knowing all things, um, he says, who do you seek? I, I said it wrong, excuse me. And they answered, Jesus, the Nazarene. And he said, I am he. Then Jesus gave him a kiss. And when he said, I'm he, boom. He was ready, man. A power of God struck them. With that word that came out of that piercing, sharp, two-edged sword that came out of his mouth. They didn't know what they were doing. Remember, they said that if the enemy knew, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. That's what Paul wrote. What an amazing man and God that we have. Jesus. What a, what a Lord. What an amazing person. To, to lay it all on the line and to give up everything and to give us the hope and, of the, and, and the hope of glory that we have now. I mean, come on, somebody. That's, some, that's pretty good, man. And we're going to read all about it, this new life that we have. In the book of Revelation, we re- he reveals the revelation of Jesus. The revelation of the things that are to come. And I'm pumped. I am pumped. So, I hope you're getting on board. Get on board. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great um, few, few sessions. Pumped about it. 22 chapters. 22 podcasts <laughs> about the book of Revelation. Maybe less. We might lump a couple together, make them longer. But for, for serious, but for seriously. Remember back to verse 3. I mean, in verse 2, he says, um, verse 3, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and to those keep those things which are written in them for the time is near blessed is he so be blessed receive that amen so we're going to talk about the the churches and what went forth to the church what letters went forth all right verse two let's uh, chapter two the the title here the, the the message to the church of ephesus Verse one to the to the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things saying, He who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those things are evil. Who are evil? And you have tested those who say they are apostles and they are not, and found them liars. And you have preserved and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and ha- have not become weary. Nevertheless, so that's, that's a good report. That's a good report. They've labored. They have works. They, they're doing something for the gospel. They have patience. They don't like eat people who do evil. They cannot stand that and they cast them out. You've tested those, those people who claim to be apostles and are not. You preserved and have patience and you've labored for the name of Jesus and have not become weary. A pretty good statement. Nevertheless, he says, I have this against you that you've forgotten your first love. Man. Man. This one always hits home because we all, you know, we all, a lot of us, we get to, we get to doing things. We get, we get busy. Martha, what are you doing, Martha? Are you sweeping the floor when you should be sitting at the feet of Jesus? We get busy. And we forget about the one of whom it's about. Of course, the work must get done. And yes, we must complete the job. 
and we need to focus day to day on the tasks at, at hand. But if we forget the King of Kings and we forget who it's about and we don't have the time, I'm guilty. Everyone is, is guilty at times in their life, some more than many, some less than many. Forgetting your first love. Remember, therefore, verse 5, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works. Or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Remember that first time when you you said yes to Jesus that first moment and those those first days when you stepped foot into the kingdom of light and left the kingdom of darkness oh the glory the freshness, the excitement. Mm-mm-mm. Felt, felt like all life's burdens had been removed. I mean, you see things differently, you act differently, your hope is restored, you, the goodness of God becomes who you want to be, what you want to be. You, you spent time in the Word of God. You spent time with the Word of God. You knew who, whose you were. But sometimes life gets in the way, man. Sometimes, sometimes we forget what glory set us free. What, what power came in and drove the darkness out and when you said I do to the king of kings when you said yes to the covenant of promise when you said yes to to victory over death hell and the grave are your eyes were open you were set free set free of death set free of sin Oh, sin, where's your sting, the Bible says in the book of Romans. Where is your victory? It's not there, man. There's one man who took that victory and squashed it and defeated sin. Sometimes we forget, especially as as men and women of God who volunteer their time to do ministry, whether it's at... at, um, in the church building, on church Sundays, on Wednesdays, on the evenings, on um, life groups or cell groups or, or um, jail ministry or, um, um, you know, street ministry or food ministry or ministry of helps. Many times, many, many times, we don't, we don't look to the Spirit of God for our help. We don't look to the the word of God for our strength. We look to ourselves. We wake up on our own strength. We do the things in our own strength. Well, brother, I'm a human. Oh, yeah, you are. But you also have the living God on the inside of you who knows and can do all things, who can answer any problem. Praise God. Yes, he can. He created the code. He can debug it. You just got to let him, man. Don't forget your first love, Jesus, the word. He says, just repent, repent. Verse six, but this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. 
which I have also hated. Yeah. Yes. He says, you hate them. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. The loveless church, forgetting the love, forgetting the the word of God. Remember the Nicolaitans, who were they? Well, let's um let's find out. They um they were um Christian heresy was mentioned first in the book of Revelation on the on the New Testament, right? According to the Revelation 2, they were known in the cities of Ephesus, Pergamum. In this chapter, the church at Ephesus is commanded for hating the works of the is commended for hating the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. But who are they? Who were the Nicolaitans? Um, They held. uh, One scholar talks about um, espouses this interpretation. John Henry Blunt maintains that the comparison between the Nicolaitans and Balaam proves that the fornication spoken of is not that crime. But before fornication connects with religious rites, Blunt points out that Hebrews had a long history of preaching against an alternative using cult prostitution. So he points out that early Christians lived in a pagan culture where the worship of Aphrodite included um, Herodium, who engaged in ritual prostitution in her shrines and temples. And they used intoxicants and other trans-inducing techniques to remove inhibitants and social constraints of believers. Ooh. And return to return to the natural state of of uh, sexual deviance. They believed. He claims a uh, scholar Blunt claims Nicolaitans believed either that the command against ritual sex was part of the Mosaic law, and it was illicit for uh, for them, and that they went too far during Christian love fests. <laughs> Christian love fests. My God. Blunt sees echoes of this behavior in the admonishments of Paul gives to the Corinthians, though he does not name them as Nicolaitans, but also believes the similar echoes can be found in the admonishments of Jude 4 through 6. The love fest continue. In 2 Peter 2, it also, he, he, uh, he says Peter repeats the Jude statements involving Balaam. And this is what they're referring to these love fests or this um, you know, sexual deviance acts. Not. Cleanliness, godliness between a man and a woman. <clears throat> so stay away. He says, "I you stay away from those Nicolaitans, brah." I mean, I don't blame him. I don't blame you. But that's a real. That's still something you fight today. I mean, that is sexual immorality. He says, you hate their deeds. He who has an ear, let him hear. And you know, I know of a, a personal friend of mine who said, she was, said, she said, caught, she was talking to us one time, a family about it, caught up in that, um, never acted, but they, she was tried to, they tried to pull her in, into these so-called Christian love fests. Christian love fests. That's the thing, man. That that see, this is a great example of why people lose their first love. They forget the love of God. They forget the love of the word. Cuz if you love the word, you'll hear the word. You'll live the word, you'll do the word. You'll f- follow the word. It will speak to you in times of stress. I'm telling you, when the moment happens, the spirit of God will rise up and it'll say, "Honor your father and your mother." Remember that? Or do good to others. Love your love your enemies. When you're when you're mad and you're you're about to wash all your man, God is so amazing. I mean, he he knows every situation. I have a particular friend. <clears throat> no names mentioned to keep the innocent or to keep the guilty innocent. <laughs> and sometimes, man, the right words are spoken to me, and Spirit of God tells me, and the Holy Ghost is like Brian. 
I will repay. <laughs> yes, Lord, you're right. I need to. I need to bless that man in the name of Jesus. Lord, open his eyes to the love of God. And and when I do that, bam, gone. I'm not. Most of the time, I'm not angry. Now, sometimes I have to keep on listening to to the to the to the love of God. But that's how you. That's how you win, man. That's how you win. You listen and you be led by the Holy Ghost. Well, what are you talking about, man? When I'm I'm not a I'm a person. I'm not I'm not gonna be led by no ghost. Well, remember Jesus, what did he say? The spirit of truth will come and he will guide you into all truth. The counselor. Right? John in the book of John he says, He will come if it's expedient for me to leave, so that the Spirit of God can come and dwell in you. Remember it fulfilled at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down. It said, like tongues of fire, it sat on them. It wasn't little pieces of fire, you know, like you see. The Methodist Church has the, their logo, a little piece of fire. It, it didn't just hover. It, it it came down, man, like a sound of a mush rushing, mighty wind. It wasn't wind necessarily, but it was a sound... Kind of reminds you of the first chapter of the book of Revelation when the word of God was like rushing water. Many waters, it says. And just broke the atmosphere. And he came down on the book of on the day of Pentecost. And then Peter Peter and the 149 other folks in that room were filled with the Holy Ghost and power and came down, started preaching the, the, the love of God and the gospel of Jesus. And what happened? 5,000 people, 3,000 people, they got saved. They got born again. They said, yes, Jesus is the Messiah and I love him and I want to accept him. And it said they all in their own word. In their own language, in their own tongue, could understand. Now, if that's not the Spirit of God, I don't know what is, man. Whether it's the, the, the tongues of men or angels, Paul writes, it's God who's speaking, and he's speaking to you. If you want to receive that same Spirit, let's just wrap it up here. If you want to receive the Holy Ghost, if, you want to, if you've never received the Spirit of God, uh, with speaking in tongues and laying hands on the sick and the power of God. Changing your life. It's like plugging into the, the wall socket, right? Yes, you're born again by the Spirit of God. But when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, like it says in the book of Acts, when you receive the power of God, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, which is a different a different thing altogether than being born again. As Jude says, praying in your most holy faith in the Spirit. You can do that right now. You can do that right now. Right now. Just believe. If you believe. Right? Just where you're there. Right there. And if you're born again and you have not been baptized in the Spirit of God, do it right now. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I receive in the name of Jesus, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Fill me now in Jesus' name. I believe I receive it. And just start praising him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Just praise him right there where you're at. Right? Praise him right there where you're at. Don't, don't, um, don't look around. Now, if you're driving, of course. Um, but right there, just let, just take a moment. Just, just begin to worship God right now. Yeah, this is a, this is the podcast, man. We do it. We do whatever comes our way. Just worship him for a moment. Just 
start opening your mouth, just start thanking the Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, for baptizing me in the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just receive my prayer language. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, just start, start praising Him. That's the way you enter in, man. Take this moment and keep it going in your own life. Put on some worship music. Praise God. Just thank Him. Just say, keep on thank Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, oh, just just start, just start. You know, just start trying to, just just let the Holy Spirit speak through you. Just let the Spirit of God speak through you. Right, just get that prayer language going. Whatever's welling up in you, just let it out in the name of Jesus. Let it out. That's a, Oh, it'll change your life, man. Let it happen. Let it happen in Jesus' name. Well, be blessed. Let that keep it going. Stop right now if you can. Put put some praise and worship music on. Just close your eyes and get before God and just worship Him. He did it all for you. He did it all for you. Remember that. He's amazing. What an amazing God. Love you guys. Love you guys. Take that moment. If you if you right, take that moment. Receive him. And keep receiving him. Don't lose your first love. Get before him every day. Thank him every day. Lord, thank you. Just love on him. Love on God. Just love him. And just remember what he's done for you. He's, he's pulled you out of darkness. And into the kingdom of his dear son. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, for, a wonderful, for the wonderful message today. We love you. And in Jesus' name, we just thank you. That, of course, Jesus is Lord. <laughs>